Welcome to your time, your place, your pace. Sitting with ourselves, listening in, checking in, and learning. Learning, watching, observing. All of these is what makes us unique as living beings. Today's subject is nurturing and nurtured. Are we? This is a little article I had written an essay a couple of years ago and it's been published around a bit and I really love it. The graph of uh, what nurturing really is. So I'm just going to read for a change. Why are we nurtured? For this question, we will have to begin with what is nurturing? What nurtures us? Why do we need it? We look around and within for the answers and we may find that it is one of nature's most fundamental governing and infallible laws. If a seed does not find nurturing, it does not turn into a tree or flower or fruit. If an egg is not nurtured, no little chirpy chick is ever going to pop out of it. If a stream is not nurtured by a guiding course of the elements, then it may never become a life-pronouncing river, nor fill up the oceans. In the same way, (coughs) if an idea is not nurtured, it never becomes a reality to serve any purpose whatsoever. If a human being, no matter what age, does not find nurturing environments within or around, he or she may hardly fruit into his or her potential and survive, leave alone, thrive. However, one eminent difference between nature and human beings may be that some animals, birds and insects, can thrive without a parent after a given period of time. But human beings grow to need more and more varied nurturing environments within and around them all throughout their lives and even after death. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, right? In India, we have this 13-day practice, you know, for 13 days we mourn our dead and then we mourn them every year. I mean, the first year is mourning. You cannot marry, and the people in the family cannot marry or have celebrations. Yeah, that's nurturing our dead. That's helping us <coughs> grieve and transition gracefully. So, back to the essay. This leads us to a clear understanding of how we are part of this richly diverse symbiotic tapestry of life and hence so thickly interconnected with each other in this ecosphere outside us and what I like to term psychosphere within us. The oneness of life thus stands explained. We are nurtured by default. In the face of grave situations, we have all encountered help and support emerge from places and people we may have least expected from. This leads us to why. Why has nature designed this? Nurturing enables a cycle of life and interdependence is evident, but one looks deeper where the need is born. We may be surprised to find something amazing. And this is very exciting to me. 
Examining my immediate needs, I see how I depend on my breath to sustain me and connect me to the outside and the unknown, from where the ceaseless ebb and flow of my breath may be germinating. I depend evidently on a whole lot of things outside me to allow me any kind of ease in living, like my workplace, the farmer, the water supplier, the family, and so on. When we ask the question why, why it may be designed such then, what emerges is a web of protection. It is all in order to protect me, protect us, or protect something larger or valuable than I can understand, or we can understand. Let me explain. This is, this very interdependence provides us with the kind of protection any living creature or element needs. Not protection from some mythical evil force, no but the kind of protection a parent naturally surrounds the child with. The protection offered by a farmer maintaining a steady and familiar soil so that the roots of new life, new, new crops, can take form and give food. The protection offered by a closed room where a writer, thinker or a student can find pleasant concentrations of the senses and create or learn. The type of protection a country's borders exhibit to each other in order to allow time and maturity for the people and cultures to grow until the borders mean little. And that we always pray for. This protection enables one vital need, concentration, focus, or as we call it in Sanskrit, dhyan. When something is kept in focus or when someone is allowed to concentrate, it naturally gives birth to something new. It allows something original and pertinent to that time, place or person, which was perhaps not available before to exist. The need for concentration facilitates health and wholesomeness, and this is the very need that we as beings thrive on. Hence, one may conclude that concentration nurtures us. It becomes evident that nurturing is born from the need to protect and protection is needed to allow for concentration and attention along with time for the fruit to ripen and what follows next is the consumption of the juices and celebration thereafter. Maybe not in all cases does it lead to celebration for everyone but someone, even one living being does certainly stand to benefit. For instance, in the fundamentalists or conservatives stand to protect their way of being as the only way, not many benefit from such protection. But he or she, the one propounding that way, does benefit in its own unique way. At this point again, another of nature's evident laws stares us in the face, that it does not discriminate between a liberal or a fundamentalist, between right or wrong. However, that's a whole other story. To know the stronghold of this nurturing force, which is as palpable as the law of gravity, let's end by asking ourselves, how many times have we felt nurtured by an unknown force, a stranger, a strange place, some foreign food, or a new idea, or some new energy? Many times, and especially during the most hopeless and distraught hours in our lives, can you locate a logical reason for that to have occurred at that eminent hour? I cannot but ascribe this phenomena to anything 
But the fact that I, you and all, living and non-living things, are part of an intrinsic fabric that binds us into nurturing and being nurtured, whether we like it or not. And a vital element of the processes of nurturing includes being protected, guided, held, while we mature into our true nature or whatever ordinarily we term as potential. Nurturing and being nurtured is what we are by default. The oneness is unable to exhibit any other face but of holding us like it does the stars and galaxies and the universe as we know it with its black holes and birthing planets all in a massive harmonious effect of a concentrated nurturing unity. Does it make sense? A little footnote by me. I finished the reading. But being able to just spend some time by yourself you suddenly start feeling some nurturance from your own self if you're paying attention, if you're paying attention to what's going on in that moment, even if you're getting bored or you're feeling lonely or you're feeling a sense of longing. In all of these cases, something is going on underneath that emotion. What I'm observing for many, 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 many years now is that the modern culture doesn't allow us to focus on anything but our emotions and thoughts that's superficial that is that is on top of the top layer of things but the stuff going on underneath like what is causing that emotion what is causing that thought and feeling that's where the real juices are but the popular culture and the popular way of life somehow is not allowing anyone to, to just be with it, just be okay with it. We are quickly told to fix it. You have a strange emotion you don't want, you just run around to fix it. Take some medicine to go, go, go for some therapy. It just, just become a stereotype to fit in, to be one of many but not unique and hence we can't access those unique layers within us which actually lend meaning to whatever we are experiencing whether it's pleasant or unpleasant so I hope with this you will find more nurturing being by yourself or with others and I'm going to leave you with a poem that was part of this essay I feed you dear body I feed you, dear body, the music you heed, and you give me back a radiant dance. I feed you, dear mind, the thoughts you seek, and you take me across stars. I feed you, dear heart, the warmth you yearn, and you embrace me with a million arms. I feed you, dear soul, the stillness and surrender when I stand fed, taken care of, and tucked into the safe quilts of love forever, I am home. And you are home. Have a pleasant beginning to the week, and I'll see you soon.